You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Welcome to Scribblers Radio. Kids interviewing authors in the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2019. This is Lavender speaking with Renee Watson, best-selling award-winning author of Piecing Me Together and the acclaimed novels This Side of Home and What Mama Left Me. This is Lavender. I'm interviewing author Renee Watson at the 2019 Scribblers Festival. So, Renee, um, have you been to Australia before? I haven't. This is my first time and I am loving every moment of it. It's been really, really great. What have you enjoyed most? I've really enjoyed meeting all the young people. It's so great when you meet young people who love to read and who are excited about literature and stories. So it's been really fun to talk with young people. Today I taught a workshop and I got to hear poetry from local people who live here talking about where they're from. So it was really nice to get a sense of, of Perth um, through the eyes of young people. Yeah. Um, so what would you say the biggest difference between here in Perth and the USA where you live is? Oh my, that's a very good question. You know, I guess immediately I'm thinking about landscape. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, which is very similar to here, um, where you just see trees everywhere and everything feels fresh and clean and crisp. You can see the sky, but I live in New York City now. So it's very, very different. Uh, Tall, tall buildings, people everywhere, you know, very crowded. So yeah, that's the biggest difference I can see right now is just the way the cities are built. Yeah. Um, So I was actually listening to a talk you did on Wednesday with my school. Mm -hmm. And you say that there are pieces of you in every book that you write. Yes. So what parts of you would you say are present in your novel, Piecing Me Together? In piecing me together, I am similar to Jade in that it takes me a while to speak up for myself. I am still learning how to be brave enough to say what I need. I actually learned a lot from her writing that book. I am very uh, reflective. So, like, she has her journal and she makes art in her journal and makes collages. And I'm not a visual artist, so I, but I do have a journal and I write a lot. So before, like if something kind of uncomfortable happens with a friend and I want to kind of, you know, confront them on it, it takes me a moment. I have to stop and think and write down, okay, what do I want to say? How do I really feel? And then I approach them. So in that way, we're very much alike. And then, of course, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and so did she. So those kinds of things were alike, too. Yeah. Um, Also, growing up, you were tied on money. And you used to write poetry for your friends for their birthdays. Yes. How did this make them feel? Well, a lot of my friends and family would come back to me and say, I loved what you wrote. I'm going to frame this. Um, This made me cry. And that's when I learned that my words have power and that my words can move people. So it, it really... Um, the feedback from friends and family is what kind of motivated me to become a writer and, and taught me that I had a gift and a talent and that I should use it for something good. Yeah. So at first, um, you said you also didn't really realize that writing could be a job. Like Yes. It was such a hobby for me. You yeah. know, I, I have always been a writer. I say this a lot, that I've, I've always been a writer. I have not always been an author, right? And so when I was young, I, I would write stories, poetry. Um, I used to put on plays for my community. And, like, I would ask whoever is in the play, okay, 
for props. Ask your mom if we can borrow, you know, the table. Ask your mom if we can borrow this and that. And we put together a set and kind of make everything out of, you know, whatever was around. So I've always been an artist in that way, but I just, it never dawned on me that I could do it as a career until I was much older. And that was because of the professors in, in college that I had. Yeah. Um, so as we're kind of talking about your childhood, mm-hmm. um, could you please describe to me one of your favorite childhood memories? One of my favorite childhood memories is lip syncing to records in the (laughs) living room with my siblings. We grew up having music on in the house all the time. My grandfather had a really big record collection and so we would listen to records on vinyl and sing along and do concerts for my mom (laughs) and perform for her and we used to play like we were the Jackson 5 a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah that's one of my favorite memories is, is just being silly and having fun with my siblings. Yeah. And are your family very supportive of your job? And Yes, they are. I am, I'm very grateful. I haven't had a lot of people in my life who discouraged me from becoming yeah. a writer. Most of my family and friends and teachers were very nurturing. Um, I am the youngest of five, so I have older siblings who have always kind of shown me the way as far as they follow their dreams. They go after the things that they want. So they've been a good example for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've been super supportive and come to readings. My sister traveled with me here um, to support me and enjoy this uh, festival together. So yes, I have a lot of support and love from my yeah, family. It's lovely. And my mother <laughs> listened to every story I wrote. Like when I was little, I was always saying, Mom, I wrote a new story. Will you listen? And I'm sure she got tired of it, but she never let me know that she was always willing to hear my stories and that taught me to be brave and to share my work yeah um so finally would you say that you've ever made a significant mistake in your life or if anything's gone really bad but it's actually been more of a blessing in disguise if that kind of makes sense wow yes I you know (laughs) I've made a lot of mistakes um and I do think that if you are wise, you can learn from your mis- mistakes and do better the next time. So there are some things I'm not proud of. There are moments when I've seen something happen to a friend or a loved one or even a stranger, and I knew that it wasn't right. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. I just witnessed it and didn't say anything to stand up for someone. And I look back on those moments, and it makes me sad that mm-hmm. I would witness something bad happen to someone and then just walk away. Either because I was afraid or I felt like I didn't want to get involved or, you know. So now I try, um, even if it's something small, to to use my voice to kind of say like, hey, that wasn't fair and to advocate for people or to at least say to that person, I saw what happened to you and if you want to talk about it, I'm here. Or if you need anything or if I can help, let me know. Um, I try to be better at doing that for people. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much for your time, Renee. Thank you. It's so nice to talk with you. It was very nice to talk with you as well. Thank you. Lavender, you're amazing. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. This interview was recorded in the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2019. For more stories and info about the festival, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. You're listening to Scribblers Radio, and if you aren't, you should be, which means you couldn't be hearing this in the first place, so what am I talking about?